the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we now know the rat who spilled the beans on Stephen Breyer's retirement before the Supreme Court justice was ready to announce it. The leak came from the White House. That has been fairly well known. But how high up? Well, pretty high. Uh, The leaker turns out to be Joe Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain. This comes from uh, Senator Dick Durbin head of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Hmm, yeah, pretty good source on that one. He told reporters today that he received a surprise call on Wednesday of last week from Ron Klain, who said that Biden wanted Durbin to know that Stephen Breyer was about to announce his retirement on the court, except Breyer wasn't ready to announce it until he was outed. By Ron Klain and whoever else Ron Klain talked, because, of course, Dick Durbin is not going to say that, yeah, so I blabbed it all over Washington. No, he says, oh, I I told only my wife. Oh, well, way to keep the chain of custody pristine, Dick Durbin. No, that's not a commentary on, oh, he told his wife, so, of course, that's how it got out. It's like, what do you have to tell your wife that for? I I mean, there are some things like that which are job related. You know what? My wife and I have no secrets in our life. My wife is a CPA. I have no idea who her clients are. I have no idea who any of what any of them make. Because that's just not something you say. It's confidential information. So maybe it was Durbin's wife. But if Klain's calling Durbin, who's this, what's to eliminate the possibility that he was calling other people and telling them too? So, uh... <laughs> Breyer, you know, Breyer should have just said, no, no, you know what? Reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. By the way, did you see Breyer make his announcement? Okay. Political leanings aside, be honest. Who's more with it? Joe Biden or Stephen Breyer? It's not even close. Not even close. Breyer, you look at it and you go, well, that dude, he's got a couple more years in him. He's got at least another Supreme Court term in him. He could last until 2023. And then if something happens, he could retire then. Of course, Breyer can't retire in 2023 because while Biden, theoretically, will still be the president, the Senate will be run by Republicans, and he's not going to be able to get any of his crazy liberal justices through. So I'm torn on what Republicans should do with this nomination because 
I don't sense that Joe Manchin or Kristen Sinema are going to bail on the Democrats on the Supreme Court nominee that Biden picks. And I don't know the names of these possibilities off the top of my head, but if you ask me to pick a front runner, I mean, Joe Biden owes his presidency to James Clyburn. Clyburn coming out for Joe Biden in advance of the South Carolina primary and in advance of Super Tuesday handed the black vote in South Carolina to Joe Biden, handed him the South Carolina primary. If Bernie Sanders had won that, I'm not sure they could have stopped the Bernie train. So Biden owes his presidency to James Clyburn. And if James Clyburn says, I want you to pick this justice, I think Biden probably owes him that. Lindsey Graham's already said he's for the same justice. So Hugh Hewitt, on his show this morning and in past mornings, has said the expectation he has is that 65 or more votes will go to the nominee, which would mean 15 of them have to be Republicans. Of course, you can expect Rob Portman and Mitt Romney. They join on infrastructure. Why wouldn't they join on something like this? And so I'm struggling with the dilemma of, well, if the nominee is going to pass anyway, if you push back against the nominee... You give Democrats ammunition for the 2022 midterms that, oh, see, you've nominated a black woman and you're a racist because, of course, you're Republican, so, of course, you're racist. So that's why you objected. No, I objected because uh, this justice is liable to do something wacko like, oh, well, let's go to California, okay? Uh, The head of wackiness, did you know that A 26-year-old California man recently pleaded guilty to molesting a 10-year-old girl in a women's bathroom eight years ago. Got to follow along here now. This man, whose name was James Tubbs at the time of the crime, eight years ago, but who now goes by the name Hannah, has been sentenced to two years in detention. Okay? So you got the picture. Guy's 26 years old. Back when he was 18, he molested a 10-year-old girl in the women's bathroom. They found him now. They've convicted him now. He's going to prison now. But I haven't told you what prison he's going to, have I? And now you get the drift. Oh, my goodness. Because he's no longer James Tubbs. He's now Hannah Tubbs. They're going to put him in a women's prison. Oh, wait, it gets worse. Because he was 18 years old at the time. They are putting him in a female juvenile detention facility. A female juvenile detention facility. He's 26. He's being sentenced... To a female juvenile detention facility for molesting, say it with me, a female juvenile. Eight years ago, they're putting the fox in the hen house in California. This passes for justice. He was two weeks shy of his 18th birthday when he committed the crime. He's since transitioned. And... These are the kinds of justices, one of them is from California, 
that Biden's looking at to name to the court. So you just write off that spot and go, well, they're going to get him in no matter what. Look, why not give him, don't give him any ammunition for the 2022 midterms by opposing that. We are in an era where this kind of evil, I I was trying to think of a word, it's evil, it's evil. You're putting a biological man 26 years old in a female juvenile facility. See, when I talk about transgenderism and the evils of the transgender ideology, it's often framed in the freshest headlines of the day, which is, of course, this man, Leah Thomas. (laughs) That sounds so stupid. This man, Will Thomas, who calls himself Leah, who swims for the University of Pennsylvania women's swim team, who is destroying records set by actual biological females who have become Olympic legends in the United States, people like Missy Franklin, Katie Ledecky, and others. Uh, Nancy Hogshead is one of those women. She was a multiple gold medalist in the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. She's now a civil rights attorney. She has weighed in on the Will Thomas, Leah Thomas controversy. I'll share her opinions with you. But this is why you have to stand against this, because it's not about sports. It's not about sports. It's about protecting spaces like the locker room, the restroom where your daughter, your granddaughter, your niece, your wife are entitled to being safe from people like this 26-year-old California man who calls himself a woman who, because California goes, well, you know, he says he's a woman, so he must be a woman. And I mean, after all, when he committed the crime, he was a juvenile. So I guess when we put him in prison, we have to put him in a women's prison and we have to put him in a women's juvenile prison. Makes sense, right? Yeah. I think those juveniles in that California detention facility, what do you think? Are they in danger from him or not? You know the answer. You know the answer. You know the truth. That's why we have to stop this nonsense from going on. It's not about sports. It is about life. So the plot thickens on uh, Whoopi Goldberg's non-apology clarification. <laughs> and I will get to that. Uh, but first, I promised you I would give you the viewpoint of former Olympic swimmer Nancy Hogshead. She's a civil rights attorney now and was a four-time medalist at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympic Games. University of Pennsylvania swimmer Will Thomas now competing for the Penn women's team as Leah Thomas, smashing records. You seen pictures of this person? Uh, it is. It, it looks like a Babylon Bee parody. He's wearing a women's swimsuit, has no breasts, but has wide shoulders. The bottom of his suit is, um, hmm, well, in the picture that I saw, someone apparently had administered a wedgie before he dove into the pool, which, uh, yeah, too much information. Wish I could remove that site from my memory bank. He's a guy swimming as a collegiate women swimmer. He's a guy. 
He's a guy who's gone through puberty. He's a guy with long arms. He's a guy with big feet, big hands. He dwarfs the competition physically in every way. So here's Nancy Hogshead, four-time Olympic medalist, doing her best to straddle both sides of the fence. Transgender women should be allowed to compete in women's athletics so long as these individuals can show that they've mitigated the athletic advantages that come with male puberty. Uh, Nance, I don't know how they do that unless they cut off a leg or an arm. Because no amount of testosterone suppression therapy is going to narrow Will Thomas's shoulders, shorten his legs, shrink his feet, all of which help him dominate women's swimming because he is, in fact, a biological man who has gone through puberty. But then she continues in her editorial. As an Olympic champion and a civil rights lawyer, I can assure you that there is nothing fair about transgender woman Leah Thomas competing for the University of Pennsylvania in NCAA swimming. Worse, her domination of the women's sports category is doing nothing to engender greater empathy for inclusive practices throughout society for the trans community. Dead right about that. I was able to win three Olympic gold medals and a silver medal because the East Germans boycotted the 1984 Olympic Games. We all knew they were cheating. The boycott announcement was a relief because I knew I'd have a fair shot at winning. And my Olympic medals changed the trajectory of my life. Nancy Hogshead writes about Title IX, which is the federal law that requires women's sports to be given the same kinds of resources as men's sports. She says, Title IX gave me a fair opportunity to win and set records, as well as to access money, accolades, and leadership opportunities. If Congress and the courts had forbidden the division between male and female sports, the way race and religious segregation is prohibited, I would have qualified for my high school team, but I'd have never been a Hall of Fame swimmer that I became. Now imagine if all schools were only responsible for sponsoring one sports team and they put their best students, regardless of gender, on that team. How many girls and women would make it? Millions of girls and women would lose out on the educational experience that participation in sports provides, an experience of which is also linked to economic success and lifelong health. Again, she's in the sports realm. The sports realm is where the lunacy of this comparison is best observed. But the circumstance I just outlined for you minutes ago is where the gravest danger of smiling upon the transgender movement takes shape. Where in California, I know you're saying, well, it'll never get here. Really? Really? The homosexual lobby started in California. Is it everywhere now? Yes, it is. Because, of course, you know, you know all from Mary Rogers. Why are you against someone loving someone? Why are you against this? Why are you against that? You know the, you know the drill. So the transgender thing, ah, it's the University of Pennsylvania. It's Ivy League. Bruce will never get here. The Big Ten has the exact same policy on transgenderism. It's a matter of time before there are transgender women, biological men, if they want to, 
competing for the Ohio State, what, women's basketball, swim team, track team? Big Ten has no rule against it. Big Ten celebrates it. Christina Johnson, president of Ohio State, is a lesbian. Do you think Christina Johnson is going to come out and take a stand against transgender athletes competing for Ohio State? Come on. It's not going to happen. You know that. But the lunacy of this is when a biological man is sentenced for a crime against a biological woman, and that biological man says, well, well, I'm, I'm a transgender woman, and so they sentence him to serve his time in a women's prison, or in the case of this guy in California, in a female juvenile detention facility. So let's put the guy who's now 26, who committed the crime at age 17 and 50 weeks, into a facility with juvenile girls, which is why he's in the facility in the first place, because he couldn't control his sexual urges or his power urges or his dominance urges or his violence urges around biological women. The left's positions are extreme, illogical, evil. But again, I don't want them canceled. I want them... I want them aired. I want their dirty laundry out there where we can see how dirty it is. I want the light of truth shown upon all of it because I have to believe that until we get to the day where the tipping point is more Americans favor evil than favor truth, and and likely that day will arrive, I just don't think it's quite here yet, Advertising these ideas, articulating them, explaining why they're wrong, explaining why they're damaging, is the best way to defeat them. If you force the ideas underground, if you try to eliminate one person espousing the philosophy in the hopes that the philosophy will go away, I don't think that's going to be successful. So I have some doubts about legislation to prohibit the teaching of CRT in schools. I would favor a way to also teach authentic American history. But, of course, you can't police that because all the teachers are leftists, so the only way to do it, because you're never going to get a fair airing in the schools, is to eliminate any kind of teaching that picks roles and assigns them oppressor in this class, oppressed in the other class. If there was a perfect way to do it, where you could monitor what's being taught, but the teachers don't even want cameras in the classrooms, They want to teach remotely. They just don't want you to be able to access remotely what they're doing, which when people are not willing to have you view what they are doing, doesn't that make you inherently suspicious? It does me. It should make you that way as well. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.